I put this lanyard on. Um, I, th I think it's a good example of something that we're going to talk about a little bit today in just a few minutes. But I had the opportunity last night to go and be part of something that was really awesome. Um, you might have seen it if you're connected with me on Facebook called Fill the Stadium. Um, and it was basically um, a revival that happened last night in the Oklahoma Sooners uh, Stadium. And um, Juliet and I went and served as ushers um, to, to help people know where to sit and uh, to welcome them in. And it was a just wonderful opportunity uh, where we got to see thousands of people come to Christ. So um, they, they did this really awesome thing um, at the, you know, when, when, the, um, when the time came and, and, and he asked people if they wanted to make a decision for Christ, they killed the lights and, and had, he had everyone that made a decision for Christ uh, turn on their cell phone light. And, and it lit up, um, I, I would say at least a thousand people uh, gave their life to Christ, which is pretty awesome. They didn't fill the stadium like they hoped they would, but just, a, I mean, celebration of a thousand souls uh, is, is a pretty awesome thing. So um, today I'm going to be talking about focus, something that I don't know about you, but uh, focus is a pretty difficult thing to, to, to get and to keep in our world, isn't it? There's so many different things that are fighting for our attention. And um, I think focus is something that we have to try to grasp. And when we don't have it, we have to get back to. We have to refocus. So um, that's what God laid on my heart for today is to talk a little bit about focus. Um, point number one. I'm going to jump right into it, is it's really hard to focus until we have spiritual life through Jesus. I don't know if you can think back to before you knew him, or if you can think about others that you know who, um, who don't know Christ. And I can tell you, you know, one of the things they talked about in this revival last night, and it was focused on college-age students, there's so many different things that we try to put our faith in, right? Um, as, as a society, there's so many different things that we think, well, I'll be happy if I just, you know, get this much money. Or I'll be happy if I get this new thing. Um, but until we know Jesus, it's really hard to get good focus because we don't have truth, right? Um, and so... One of my favorite scriptures is John 10.10. 10. It says, I have come so that they may have life and have it abundantly. Um, Jesus gives us spiritual life and it helps us to be able to focus the way that we need to. So we can read that, right? Life is a, is a common... Um, a common thing that we know about, right? Common thing that's talked about, this life that we live. But what does it really mean to have life? I'm going to share just a few things with, uh, with you from The Purpose Driven Life. Uh, it's a great book 
that I read years ago. And if you haven't read this book, I would encourage you to pick it up. Um, it shares some great scripture and talks about some specific things that scripture directs us to that are about having a purpose-driven life, that are about true life. And we're not going to go into detail on all of these today, but I just want to share these with you briefly, and then we're going to focus on a couple of them. So first of all, we were planned for God's pleasure. Number two, we were formed for God's family. This family right here is important, right? Um, the body of Christ is important. Number three, we were created to become like Christ. Number five, we were shaped for serving God. And lastly, we were made for a mission. And for today, for the purposes of this message, we're going to focus on those last two. We were shaped for serving God, and we were made for a mission. Because I believe that each one of us is gifted uh, by God with very specific gifts. Some of them maybe that be, might be shared with someone else, but some of them that might be yours and yours alone. Um, we're all a little bit different. God has created us unique. And so we were shaped for serving God. And we were made for a mission. Point number two is um, after we have spiritual life, after we have that focus of having life and having truth, it's important that we identify our gifts. Um, I've, I've known some people that have been Christians for a long, long time, and they maybe still don't know what their gifts are. They maybe aren't using the gifts that God has given them. And so I think this is really important that each one of us identify the way that God has made us, the gifts and the strengths that he has given us. We're going to focus the remainder of our scripture today on 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Um, there probably could be a lot of sermons preached on this uh, scripture. We're not going to focus on every detail of it, but there's some great things that talk about um, where our focus needs to lie in here. So verse number one, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to the speechless idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed, and no one is able to say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, Paul said he didn't want them to be ignorant. Um, he's not being rude here, right? Has anyone ever called you ignorant in your life? Not a great feeling, right? You're like, oh. Um, he's not being rude here. They didn't have this truth. He's trying to share something new with them, right? A truth that they needed to have. They were learning to live completely different lives, um, a life in Jesus, and they needed to know this. Uh, so sometimes, it, maybe it's okay for us sometimes to be called ignorant because we can learn something new, right? It's important that um, we need to be open to hearing God's truth, right? Even when it disrupts our life, even, even when it changes things, it's important to hear it. Um, in verse number two, 
uh, Paul talked about speechless idols, right? The Jews considered idols to be speechless, which they are, right? Um, They were lifeless. They were powerless. And um, these idols couldn't do anything for them, right? They they worshipped these man-made things, these things that, that were crafted by humans. They were lifeless and they were powerless. But Paul is sharing something new, something about true life, something about real life. Um, verse number four. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but the same God who works all things in all people. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for what is beneficial to all. For to one is given a word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another a word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing of spirits, to another kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but in all these things, one and the same Spirit is at work, distributing to each one individually just as he wishes. This, the list of gifts here and in the rest of this passage, it's not every spiritual gift, right? This passage doesn't have one and and all gifts that are given by God. Uh, They're just some of them. And the gifts given to us by God are for the benefit of the whole kingdom of God, right? Did you catch that? Gifts aren't for individuals to to be of a certain status, to say, hey, look at me, look what I can do. Um, They're for the benefit of the kingdom of God. They're for the body of Christ. Verse 12, for just as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of the body, but all the members of the body, although they are many, are one body, thus also Christ. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free persons, and all were made to drink one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. No matter our skin color, our cultural background, our financial status, those who have spiritual life through Jesus are one through the Spirit. We have united purpose. We're kind of like fingers and hands are, right? Um, I, I heard this one time. Um, individual members of the body of Christ are kind of like fingers. Um, we can move independently, right? We can, we can bend differently. Um, they work a little bit differently, right? Your thumb and your pinky and your middle finger, and they all are a different size and, and can move differently. But they're all part of the hand, right? And our hand is usually kind of focused on doing one thing, right? So that's like the body of Christ where we have different gifts um, that we're given. We, we are all maybe a little bit different size, right? We're all um, gifted differently. We all have our uniquenesses. 
um, specific ways where, where God gives us gifts, talents, um, strengths that are different from others, but we're all united in purpose and meant to work together. Um, so if we need to identify our gifts, how do we do that? Um, you know, oftentimes, and I've done this in my life, I've been challenged to do a, uh, a spiritual gifts assessment, right? You might've done that at some point where uh, you're given uh, some paper, some specific questions. You can go through a spiritual gifts assessment and those can be useful, but I think sometimes maybe we put too much emphasis on that assessment, on, on those specific questions. Uh, so I'm going to give you a few ways that we can identify our gifts. Um, I think a great place to start is, number one, pray and ask God. Ask him the question, right? God, how have you gifted me? God, what do you want me to do? Um, what do you want me to use that you've given me? Um, pray and ask God. I think sometimes maybe we think about it, but we don't ask the question, right? To the one who made us, to the one who gifted us, to the one who knows best. So take some time, I would encourage you, to pray and ask God, um, what are my gifts that you have given me? Number two, uh, read about how followers use their gifts for God's glory in Scripture. Right? There's a lot of, of stories that we have in Scripture of, of the people of God who had very different lives, right? Um, who, who accomplished different things for God's glory. And God gifted them in very different ways, right? We read some of them in this passage of Scripture about how God has, has made people um, for specific things. And we can see those stories played out um, in all the different stories of Scripture. So take some time to read those and specifically look for what were their gifts and how did they exercise them? Number three, I would encourage you to think and write about the things that you're best at. You know, sometimes this is a challenge for people. People who don't like to, um, people who are truly humble, right, and don't want attention on themselves. Sometimes it's hard for us to really think about things that we're good at. But I want to I challenge you, there's a difference between pride and knowing what you're good at. Um, it's okay to know what you're good at. It's okay to say, I am good at this. It's okay to say, God has given me this gift um, and, and I use it well. So I want to challenge you, if that's hard for you, um, to, to really to think about the difference between pride and knowing what you're good at. Um, God knows we're good at certain things and God has given us the ability to be good at certain things. So take some time to think and write about the things that you're best at. This next one's one of my favorite. Uh, number four is ask trusted friends and family what you're best at. You know, our family and our friends are usually pretty good at sharing things with us that we need to improve, right? It's like, oh, you need to work on that, right? Those things stand out um, and, and those things come pretty easy. But you know what? 
They're also pretty good at identifying the things that are your strengths. If you take the time to ask the question, say, hey, you know, what have you noticed me doing that you think I'm good at? Um, what seems to come natural to me just from your observation? Uh, what can you share with me? I think even uh, some of the great spiritual gifts assessments that I've done have you actually take that assessment and give it to someone else and say, will you fill this out thinking about me, right? And uh, again, that could be, uh, it could take some boldness, right? And, and um, some humility to ask someone else to do that, but it can be very enlightening um, and, and I think a great thing. And the last one is, is take a spiritual gifts assessment. But again, don't put all your stock in those questions. Um, not everything is there. That Those aren't perfect, right? Um, so just use that as a piece of the puzzle in order to identify your gifts. So after you know Christ and you get some direction from, uh, from God in having life that he's given us, and after you've identified your gifts, we need to focus on our gifts. We need to focus on our mission. It's an incredibly difficult thing in our world to do, right? We've got distractions of all sorts coming at us of, um, you know, there, there are many, many, many different things we can be doing this afternoon, right? Um, after we leave this place, We've got thousands of things that vie for our time that, um, that, that are options for us. And we get to decide how we focus our time, um, what we do with that. Now, I'm not saying that every moment of every day um, should be on your gifts, but we've got to maintain a focus on our gifts and on the mission that God has given us. Verse 15 uh, of, of 1 Corinthians 12 says, If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body. Not because of this is not a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not a part of the body. Not because of this is it not a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he wanted. And if they all were one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. And you know, one thing I've noticed is that, and I've, I've caught myself in this circumstance, too many of us spend time focusing on gifts, resources, abilities that we would like to have, but we don't, right? Have you ever caught yourself thinking about gifts that you would really love to have and just, it's just not there, right? It's just not you, but we can, we can spend a lot of our focus on that. You know, again, last night, um, I went to volunteer for this event and I signed up initially to be a prayer, uh, to pray with people individually, one-on-one. -on -one. Um, when I got there, um, 
they said, we have you down for usher. And I said, all right, then I'll be an usher. Um, you know, I could have been distracted and said, I really want to pray for people, right? I really, I want to be in that position. Um, that's what I've been thinking about. You know, that's what I've been looking forward to. They had all the people in prayer positions that they needed to be there. They needed someone to be in an usher position. Now, this didn't really require a specific, I, I mean, it didn't re require such a specific gift. Uh, my role was to go and to direct people to open seats. I mean, it was pretty simple, but someone needed to be there to do that. And I could, right? Now, if, if it was something that was like way outside of like, like one of the things that they were doing was um, digital response because this was being live streamed and they needed people to respond to people online as this was happening when they had prayer requests or when they had needs. Um, that wasn't my role for this night. And if they would have asked me about that, I said, no, nah, I don't think so. Um, but I could be an usher. I could serve in that way because you know what? I can welcome people. I could say, hey, I'm glad you're here. I could point them to a seat. I can do those things. And you know what? It took ushers and it took prayer warriors and it took um, musicians and it took people to share the gospel and it took tech people. It took all kinds of pe people to set up. It took all kinds of people to make this event happen last night. And you know what? I'm sure there were a lot of people there, whether people that came for the revival, whether people that were serving in some way, that probably looked at the musicians and said, man, I wish I could do that. Or that looked at the, the guys sharing the gospel, Nick Hall, and said, I wish I could share the gospel like that. But you know what? Um, we could be distracted by those things and lose sight of where God has put us in that moment, the place that he wants us to serve using the gifts that he's given us. God's gifted us specifically for the benefit of his kingdom. We must utilize the gifts that he's given us to complete the mission that he's given us. If we spend our time coveting others' gifts, we're wasting the gifts we have and ignoring God's design. I'm going to say that one more time. If we spend our time coveting others' gifts, we're wasting the gifts that we have and ignoring God's design. Verse number 21. Now the eye is not able to say to the hand, I do not have need of you, or again the head to the feet, I do not have need of you. But by much more, the members of the body, which are thought to be weaker, are necessary. And the parts of the body, which we think to be less honorable, these we clothe with more abundant honor. And our unpresentable parts come to have more abundant presentability. But our presentable parts do not have need of this. Yet God composed the body by giving more abundant honor to the part which lacked it in order that there not be a division in the body, but the members would have the same concern for one another. 
And if one member suffers, all the members suffer together. If a member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. You know, this scripture tells us every member and every gift is important, right? Sometimes we think about certain positions in the church, maybe, and, and that have high esteem, and, and we, we look on those with honor. But you know what? Every position is important. Every member is important. You know, um, he says, members of the body which are thought to be weaker are necessary, right? You know, sometimes I think about, I think about people who are um, taking care of like cleaning the church. You know, sometimes that might be looked on with, with a, uh, that it's not something, you know, honorable. It's not something everyone looks forward to is cleaning, right? But it's necessary. It's important. You know, our church um, needs to be prepared for us to be able to, um, to worship in, to do ministry in. Um, and, and that job is important, right? There's all kinds of jobs um, that we can play all kinds of ways that we can invest in the body of Christ, and every one of them is important. Verse number 27, now you are the body of Christ and members of it individually, and whom God has appointed in the church. First, apostles, second, prophets, third, teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, administrations, kinds of tongues, not all are apostles, are they? Not all are prophets, are they? Not all are teachers, are they? Not all are workers of miracles, are they? Not all have gifts of healing, do they? Not all speak with tongues, do they? Not all interpret, do they? But strive for the greater gifts. Now this threw me a little bit, right? He says the greater gifts. Wait a minute. I thought all of these were important. Um, I'll show you a more excellent way. And what he's talking about with greater gifts here is he's talking about the gifts that serve the whole body, right? He's just been talking about that, that gifts are meant to serve the whole body. Uh, we need to exercise the gifts God gave us for the benefit of the church body. It's believed that the Corinthian church overemphasized speaking in tongues. And Paul's reference to the greater gifts here, he's saying it's not about one gift. It's not about everyone doing this one thing that you're, that you're putting way up here, right? That's not the most important thing. All of these gifts are important. Everyone being a part of the body is what's important. If we are faithful with our gifts, we'll see a more excellent way. Now, you have to go to the next passage to see what is the more excellent way, right? Um, the more excellent way of life is love, right? Starts talking about love. So when we have life, when we've identified our gifts, we need to maintain our focus on our gifts and on our mission. 
You know, there are many things that try to distract us from our mission and from utilizing our gifts. And we have to keep bringing our focus back. You know, we're going to be distracted at times. Um, we're, we're going to lose focus at times. The important thing is that we bring it back, right? Um, I had a video that I, I thought about sharing, but um, maybe I'll share it on the, on the church Facebook page for you to look at later. Uh, but there's a video that's used um, actually to, to test for, for ADHD. Um, and the goal of the video is you focus on the center dot. And there are two or three other dots um, around the outside of this video. And your goal is to focus on this center dot with as much, um, with as much focus as you can, with as much attention as you can on this center dot to the point where these other dots disappear. Okay? Um, you can do it. And, and for how long you do it, determines how great your attention is, okay? So, um, so maybe take that challenge. I'll post, I'll post a link to that video out there. Um, it's a visual attention thing, but, you know, for our minds, for our hearts, for our spirituality, there's many distractions. And we can't allow ourselves to stay in a place where we're distracted um, and where we're not fulfilling the mission that God's given to us. You know, I've heard it said, God doesn't really need us, right? He doesn't need us. He's complete in himself, but he desires us. And we're part of the mission that he has called us to. Um, so we're blessed. We're blessed when we get to experience that mission, when we get to see a glimpse of what the church is meant to be, when we get to see a glimpse of how things all come together the way that they're supposed to. You know, when I, when I talk about the church today, I'm not talking about just First Baptist, right? I'm talking about the church uh, because our church is a part of the church, right? Um, and And you can even see different gifts in different churches, right? Every church is a little bit different. Um, and all of us working together, um, you know, all of the fingers working together, all of the churches working together, all the people of God working together um, can do some amazing things with the power of God and, and that unity that he gives us. So right now, um, I'm going to ask you to, to, to consider the question, what is God speaking to me through this? Um, if you don't know Christ, there's no better time, no better time to meet him than now. And uh, in just a minute, I'm going to have Austin come up to the front um, as we play the last song. And um, if you don't know Christ, um, it's a great time to meet him. Um, if you don't know anything about Jesus, and maybe this is the first that you're hearing, 
Um, it's a great time to ask some questions, and I'm sure that Austin will be happy to, to field whatever questions he can um, that you would ask. But don't wait. You know, so, so many times we, maybe we have this nudge to do something, right? And we put it off. Like, I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that next week. I'll do that next time I feel this same way. Don't wait. Um, do that today. You can have life and have it abundantly today. Um, and if you already have that life, you already know Jesus. Maybe you've known him for a long time. I challenge you to ask the question, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me through this? Um, what do I need to know? What do I need to do with this? Um, ask that question. Spend some time focusing on that. Um, I believe, even if you know this scripture, even if you've heard this before, um, God is speaking to each one of us right now. So uh, I invite you all to stand. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And then if you need to pray today, I invite you to come. You know, we don't have to pray at an altar. We don't have to pray at the front. There's something about walking up in front um, and saying, I need to do this, right? Um, and that, that moves our spirit. Um, so if, if God's speaking to you to, to move today, uh, I invite you to come as we play this next song um, after this prayer. God, I thank you for this day that you've given us. God, I thank you that you are moving. God, we see evidence of you moving in all kinds of places. God, we see, um, we see evidence of the work that you're doing all over. And God, I just pray that you would continue to work. God, I pray that you would work in me. I pray that you would work in this church. And I pray that you would use us to continue to speak to others. God, have your will in this place today. And I pray that through us, God, that your kingdom would expand through us. God, your mission would be accomplished. It's in Jesus' name I pray.